Hey there and welcome. You're listening to Tax Wrap, episode 43. My name is Nath and we're joined by Andy and Lisa. How are we guys? Oh, great, Nath. Great. That's, Thank you, Nathan. That's good. It's good to hear. This week we're talking about cloud computing. Uh, we've done quite a bit on cloud computing this week. It's an interesting thing to talk about because there's a lot happening in the cloud computing space and it's something that's growing exponentially, I would say. As we get closer to uh, critical mass with cloud computing, it becomes more sophisticated and, and as people start to learn more about it, uh, it becomes more and more interesting. But within the accounting space, it's it's been hard for um, accountants generally to adopt cloud computing um, and that's due to a lot of factors but one of the, the primary factors is because generally speaking accountants and tax agents uh, belong to sort of a slightly older demographic mm. and it's understandable that they find it difficult to adopt mm. a technology which is no one really understands fully and sure. it's quite difficult to explain how the cloud works I mean that's it's been the subject of quite a few yeah. jokes um, <laughs> over the last couple of years so Cloud computing looks scary on the face of it, but as we found out during the week uh, in discussions with sort of many cloud computing providers and, and financial advisors, that it's not really as scary as it looks. And, and the main parallel that we draw is uh, internet banking. Now, internet banking's mm. been around for almost, a, well, you'd say maybe Deca. two decades, yeah. yeah. Mm. Quite a long time, and we trust it implicitly. I mean, there's we can talk about SSL encryption mm. and all these fancy mm. words. Um, but the point is, is that we've reached that level of sort of... Critical mass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, and, and omniscient trust comes with it. You sort of yeah. don't trust question internet banking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, there are people out there that still say, well, I don't know if it's safe. I keep my money in my mattress. But Which could be a good part, thing at yeah, the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's <laughs> the thing. So, so for all our listeners at home, uh, Nathan, what, what is, you're the resident millennial. So what is cloud computing in a, in a nutshell? I mean, we, we hear about it a lot. We, we get it get it a lot, um, but what actually is it uh, in simple terms? Well, the funny thing is, Andy, it's quite difficult for even me to explain, but basically I draw the parallel between, um, I mean, most people use Gmail these days. I mean, a lot of businesses use Microsoft Outlook. It's sort of like the, the gold standard it has been for the last sort of 20-odd years. But um, if we look at what Google's doing, a lot of what they do is integrating cloud-based computing in simple ways um, so that we can use cloud computing every day. So if you've ever used... Uh, G Drive on Gmail or sorry Google Drive mm. so that allows you to uh, basically put all your files in this uh, non-existent cyber cloud <laughs> I guess we'll say yes and it allows everyone to access that information um, with a connection to that cloud mm. so the cloud can be secure and in most cases it's a lot more secure than mm. your, your average sort of um, internet you know, way of doing things. So if you're in an office and the office has a server, so everyone's connected to that server, everyone has a computer, it's all connected to that server, mm. and you might, that server might have a drive and it's called D drive or E drive, mm. and you save all those files to that E drive and everyone has access to those files. The cloud works in a similar way, pretty much exactly the same way, except the cloud exists sort of offsite, like, mm. you know, it exists only hypothetically, mm. right? It doesn't actually exist. So that that's... Uh, in a physical way. It doesn't exist in a physical way. So that's really well put, Nath. I think you've explained it perfectly there. I it kind of got a little bit... <laughs> bit but I guess, in a way, um, that's why people tend to be reluctant to adopt mm. uh, cloud computing. I spoke with um, Daniel John Jones. Daniel Jones, I've been reluctant. <laughs> Daniel Jones, the, the singer of the Silver Chair. Uh, Daniel Jones, I spoke to him earlier in the week, he's from DMY and Associates and he's a 
proponent of um, cloud computing and he said that what we need to do to build trust in cloud computing, especially with older accountants and accounting firms, is meet them halfway. Say, yes, it's, it's, it's safe, but nothing's infallible. I mean, no yes. one wants to hear that the, the, the new thing is completely safe. It's like mm. when they said the Titanic was unsinkable, right? That, that's mm-hmm. the first thing that you think. So we talk about uh, cloud computing. It's nothing's infallible, but this is the closest to being infallible. And for accountants, there's sort of a tertiary layer of concern as well, because with cloud computing comes this sort of premise of automation. And of course, you guys know a lot about this. In the next couple of years, things will be heading more into automation with the accounting space. And that's a scary thing. So why, why is that scary? Yeah, I, I think it's 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 scary enough mainly because I think you know for for accountants you know everything's getting automated so all the information is gathered from one place and then it can purely populate your your tax returns and and your bases and, and and so forth and that's scary to one extent mainly because you know you feel like you know you're removed from that process entirely so so how, how does an accountant or how does a tax agent um, um, you know firstly trust whether it's correct. And secondly, um, the the other thing is, you know, how, how can they add value for their clients if that, you know, to some extent, some of that process is is being uh, removed. So, so we we see it more as a, an opportunity. Cloud computing, we don't necess- and, and automation, we don't necessarily see it as something as a negative step. It's it's just progress. It's it's technology, and and like you said a little bit earlier, Nathan, sometimes you got to meet things halfway. You know, so. So yes, indeed, the technology is scary. Sometimes it's hard to figure out how it actually works. But but it's, but you know, for every, it's the flip side of the coin. There's also plenty of opportunity. You it saves you on the actual grunt work, so you can do a lot more analysis and and provide that value to your to your clients. How how you go about that? There's a myriad of ways to do that, but it, it does open up that that space for you. Yeah, that's exactly right, um, Andy. And when you think about it, our industry is very much where our profession is very conservative in nature. So adopting new technologies is always going to be, you know, is the glass, you know, half full or half empty? We sort of verge on the half empty side. And so I think that's what it is. And, and like cloud computing is just a jargon term. It's really what is the benefit mm. for, for, for our practitioners and everyone out there. And we're talking about you know, automation, but it's really the availability of all the data. I know from, mm. from like, just talking to Nathan, I mean, it's a very much the younger people, if I can call it that, Nathan, mm. are very much overshare everything. They want to share everything. Mm. I was just talking to our CEO, Moddy, and he's talking about his daughter getting married and she wants, you know, the most lavish wedding so she can overshare it and things <laughs> like that, right? Mm. So, and that's what it is, but, and, and it's just a fact of life. Mm. You know, you can't wait till... You know, if we go back to roundabout when I was born, you know, decimal currency came in. You can't mm. wait till all the old people die until you make a change. Mm. So it's very much moving forward with, you know, you've got to move forward with, with this mm. technology, which is basically the data is available in real time to everyone who can have mm. access to it. Yeah, well, we were talking a, bit, a little bit earlier, Nathan, about uh, internet banking. And, uh, you know, I had a, uh, I've got a former colleague who's uh, very te- technologically illiterate. He would, uh, you know, bank his checks with the actual wow. bank, so we actually go out to the bank and actually handwrite it, sign it, and then bank it. And he was introduced to internet banking about uh, 12 m- months ago, and he, he loves, wow. you know, sort of the fact that, you know, he can sort of hop onto his iPad, you know, pay all his checks, all his bills online, he's, he's loving it. So I think it's, it's also a question about embracing it and also making the technology very accessible. At the moment, it is 
um, we're finding anyway it's very clunky in terms mm-hmm. of how it works that 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 interaction that human interface that we often see with you know certain products is not necessarily there so the question becomes how do we move from something that's very clunky to something that's very natural that you can do and an, an example of that is is your internet banking where it's relatively straightforward you hop on put in your, your passcode and you know you can undertake your transactions relatively quickly and sometimes I do it on my phone and that's it, I don't have to think about it for another month. Exactly. It's, it's instantaneous as well which is another thing, it's sort of, it's not uh, you know you, you lodge a check and then you might wait a couple of days until it clears and then you have you know the payment you have to transfer it to different accounts and, and gone are the days of actually walking into a bricks and mortar store and when we're seeing uh, businesses everywhere move away from that model i mean online shopping is as prevalent as Mm. it's ever been Mm. my question to you guys is this uh you've both worked in big accounting firms Mm -hmm. and presumably the the decision making partners in those accounting firms are probably in the 50 to 60 sort of age range um statistically that's probably the case so five years ago when, uh, or even 10 years ago, when cloud computing was a thing that was you were starting to hear murmurs about moving into the accounting industry and how great it was going to be. I mean, when Zero first started out, everyone was sort of like, wow, this is... Very sceptical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yes. very radical sort of move. Mm, mm. Uh, looking back now, what do you think, as, as people who understand the technology, as people with accounting, you know, you're in that space, you understand the technology, how would you advise um, older decision makers to adopt it? Well, the big thing from my experience, and I was involved with one of the big fours going, they were trying to call it paperless, but that coin of phrase, term turn of phrase, moved very quickly to digital because mm. you're never going to get rid of paper completely. Mm. So I was involved in the very core um, discussions of planning of how to move it to a digital environment. And what it is, is you need to change your own processes to fit the technology. And that's what, what my biggest mm. suggestion mm. would be. Don't try and use your old processes and make the technology fit. Flip it over and that's where you're going to get the benefit of efficiencies. So that's what we did at the big, big four firm that I was involved in. You had to actually change the process, working with what software package or what vendor would actually best replicate and make your practice efficient. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, Nate. I, I came up from an environment where, you know, you completed a paper tax return with supporting work papers and, you know, you used to tick it and grab your green pen and make sure that, you know, everything reconciled. And I was speaking to a, a former colleague the other day who's... Um, who's still in practice and he said to me these days you know it's all on one system they you know once it's been reviewed he accesses it and then he signs off on it so that's the way that we're we're moving towards it's you know we still need to do that tick but that's it's a essentially it's a virtual, a digi- tick. It's yeah. a virtual digital yeah. tick and, yeah. and so mm. and so it's probably a different way of doing things and as Lisa pointed out it's it's a change in process it's a change in mindset but the, the key attributes in terms of still doing that tax return or that file correctly still remains because ultimately as as a practitioner you still have to bear that risk so so it's still same process is just a different way of doing it and hopefully you know with with the advent of technology it becomes less uh, grunt work and more analysis and, and, and managing your clients risk and you've got to take your clients 
along with the process as well, Andy, is what mm. I found. Because, you know, your clients used to give you manual work papers yes. and then you'd have to rekey them in and everything like that. The benefit of the cloud environment where all the data is accessible to everyone is that you can get on the phone or Skype or have web meetings or whatever with your client and they can actually see what you're working on. And that's one of the big things that, that companies like Xero and all the other vendors have the cloud computing option. Well, you know, Sage, Myob, Reckon, all those guys, um, that you can have the client looking at the same set of financials or the same tax return as what you are and you can talk about the numbers in real time so that adds to efficiency and even though building rapport with your client like having face-to-face meetings mm. you know having a tax planning meeting over lunch or whatever is still a very very important part of it meeting them for a routine tick and bash exercise mm. now becomes redundant so mm. you can be more efficient so what you do then is you add value by okay I'll see you in February for our tax planning meeting instead of going I'll see you in August or September to do your tax return and that's where it's really value add now and you can put your effort into better better um, uses of your time. I really sympathise with the plight of um, smaller accounting businesses in Australia that have to decide to make the switch to cloud computing because if they don't do it within the next decade it's you're going to run into some pretty big issues. I mean if, if you choose not to adopt it basically you'll be left behind. I mean there's no two ways about it. It's inevitable sooner or later that you will be left behind if you don't adopt it. And it's hard. Over the last 20 years it's it's sort of been a, a rapid growth from the paper-based way of doing things and then you might have a computer and then you've you know upgraded to a server and that's something that I, even I don't fully understand. Mm. And it's hard for an accounting business to, to sort of understand how that works and they have to rely on people who know how it works to try and you know, they have to trust those people. to, And that's only just, you know, a server in your office. Mm-hmm. So that's only sort of still a physical thing. And now this new cloud thing's coming along and it's easy. I understand why they're sceptical. I understand why they're just saying, well, it's, you know, it's getting a little bit easier. But also, you know, when the ease increases in increments, so does my mistrust. And then, then mm-hmm. it's like if I'm going to invest in in this vendor or that vendor or picking somebody it's the same as picking a server how do you know how many computers do i buy what do i buy you know so now i'm having to invest in new accounting software which one do i pick do i pick zero because they're the main player but they might not offer the the same things that i need if you've got specialist clients all that sort of stuff so now you're having to redo it again and my thought would be okay so what's next you know what am I going to have to replace that with in another five years? And or three years, maybe, yeah, Nathan. Yeah. So you've got to always evolve your yeah. practice and, and do that. And that's what we're trying to do here at Taxpayers as well. As you'll notice that we're trying to give you some more tools. We're trying to move away from just the technicals of tax and the technical super. We're trying to give you more tools and more ideas of how to actually grow your practice and improve your business. And I guess the, the bottom line is this. Um, wherever it goes, I mean, it's bound to increase exponentially the, the kind of technology that we're looking at but it's bound to get uh, simpler but also more complicated okay. and I guess the main takeaway point for businesses that are looking to migrate to cloud computing of any kind it's it's not really a buy it nice or buy it twice kind of thing you don't have to you know if you're migrating to a different vendor a lot of the time it's not like you're locked down with this vendor for 10 years like you mm. would if you bought a server and then yeah. you're, you're stuck with it and if you bought the wrong one and it doesn't fit your needs then you know, you're kind of stuffed. We live in an intermediary culture right now, mm. economy, where if it mm. doesn't work for you, you can find the one that does. And because of the way that the, this new economy is sort of starting to evolve, there's a lot of people out there that can cater to really individual needs. So it's a good time to be looking to, to jump into cloud computing. And they'll be very quick to attest to the fact that it's very safe. 
Yeah, exactly, Nathan. You're not actually buying buying the software package and putting it on your hard drive like you used to do. You're basically renting it yeah, yeah, exactly. per month or whatever. So, I mean, the big emphasis is changing your process and making sure you're training so you mm. know how to make that software sing. Mm. And that's really it, just knowing how to use it. And that's really the only choice you really need to make. And a lot of the times, um, you know, the software vendors want to keep you once they've got you, so they'll take you on the journey mm. uh, with you. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us for Tax Rat episode 43. Join us next week for 44. See ya. Thanks.